Thank you for joining us today. This is 15 Minutes to Impact, the podcast that gets right to the point on association marketing. I'm John Sample, the Senior Relationship Director at Marketing General, and today I'm joined by Todd Michaels, Vice President of Digital Services at MGI. Todd is a graduate of the University of Central Florida. He's a certified direct marketer and has over 20 years of marketing experience, the last 13 of which have been spent focused solely on digital marketing. Good to talk to you today, Todd. Good to talk to you today, John. Uh, you know, it's a different world we're living in here, but uh, I hope everybody is uh, safe and doing their best with the social distancing and uh, adapting to working from home. Absolutely. And, and you're calling in from Orlando, which is typically this time of year, kind of the hot spot of spring break and family vacation. And I imagine it's fairly quiet down there. Yeah, uh, MGI's digital uh, department is housed outside of Orlando, Florida. Uh, go Orlando City. Uh, we have eight people down here dedicated to online digital campaigns, email, programming, data work, uh, you know, programming, all that fun stuff. And uh, yeah, it's a little different down here. You know, uh, we recently went to the state lockdown, so everybody is working out of their houses, uh, much like uh, some of the other states are. But uh, the good news, it's a little bit cooler right now. So we're happy about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. Well, it's a great team down there. Uh, this is the second podcast we've done since the COVID-19 crisis really took root. Last time, Rick Whalen talked about the importance of pressing forward with our marketing efforts in these times. I wanted to speak to you today because digital marketing is really an opportunity right now, correct? Yeah, it is, you know, and at, at any given point in time, MGI has between 30 to, to 40 association clients that are active in online marketing with us. So, um, you know, I, I do get a, a fairly good sense of what's going on across a, a wide uh, patch of associations um, that serve very different industries. Um, but, you know, they all do tend to follow the, the membership life cycle. So uh, it, it's been you know, an up and down two weeks. Um, you know, some people have had to put the brakes on things, um, change messaging and things like that. But, you know, there are a couple of common themes I've been seeing across all of our clients and all of their campaigns, you know, and, and the one thing that jumped out to me the most, um, you know, and I've, not that I really want to reveal my age, but I've been doing digital marketing for... <laughs> About 13 years when I did the math the other day. Uh, and I don't want to say that I have 25 years of marketing experience, but it's getting close. Um, Could be less. I have over 30. <laughs> yeah, there you go, yeah. Um, in, but ad inventory right now online is, is cheap. Um, and, that, you know, that that isn't just my observation, though it, it was when I started pulling some of the reports and some of our clients at where I was used to seeing a four or five dollar cost per click in, in Facebook, for example, it was dropping to one dollars and two dollars per click. You know, uh, we like running a lot of retargeting campaigns in a platform called AdRoll, and some of our clients were, you know, in a three dollar range for a cost per click. Now they were down to a dollar, and you know, I, I actually had a, a product development call with our ad role rep the other day for something we're working on here at MGI. And just kind of as an aside to me, he said, 
you know, this is like the most available inventory we've ever had as a company right now. He said there are, there's just tons of inventory available. Um, You know, and that's because in, in other markets, you know, people are are pulling back, you know, in, in more traditional B2C advertising, there's, there's just not as much money being spent right now. So particularly in, in, in some platforms, again, if you're running a retargeting campaign and a retargeting campaign is someone comes to your website and when they leave, you start showing them ads. Um, we know here at MGI for associations, taking a two-pronged attack is usually the most effective there. Run a Facebook remarketing campaign, retargeting campaign and target people when they're logging into Facebook and then also do banner ads on websites. And we, again, we as an agency... Um, use ad roll because we have found it to be the most effective. And again, across both of those channels, big reduction in cost per click. Um, now I have seen, you know, conversion rates go down for quite a few, in particular like acquisition campaigns where you're trying to get, um, you know, prospects and some other things to join your association. But when, you know, your conversion rate falls from five to 3%, and your cost per click falls from $4 to a dollar, your cost per acquisition is going, actually sure. going to be less. So even though there might be some decreased engagement and decreased conversion rates, because the ad inventory is so cheap right now, it makes sense to keep doing those programs because your cost per acquisition is actually going down in, in some of those examples. Um, you know, one of the other things I've seen, you know, definitely across the last two weeks or so, um, you know, if you're heavy and running either either paid or organic um, ads in Facebook, uh, a whole lot more social comments right now on your ads. Um, so you've really got to pay attention to that. Um, you know, some of it is is negative. They're gonna, you know, you're, you're gonna get those. Hey, what are you doing for me? You know, um, either I lost my job or my inventory, my you know, industry is taking this big hit. What are you doing? And and we all know full well associations are doing a lot if you know if, <laughs> if absolutely people take, the take the time to take a good hard look, um, but you're going to get those comments simply because, and rightfully so, people are very stressed out right now. Um, you know we all get it, but I'm just saying you you really got to take the time to look at your comments um, on the ads because it can be a double edged sword because in Facebook when their algorithms see your ads that have a lot of comments, they're going to start showing them more because Facebook is seeing that as being an engagement score. Um, And they like that. You know, if you're running six to nine ads in a given campaign in Facebook, which is what we recommend. So you do, you know, testing, see what works the best. um, The ones that get lit up with the comments are going to get shown more. So you you are going to have to take a look. and either, you know, respond or if they're very negative, you can, you can hide them. Um, that's perfectly acceptable too. Um, you know, and sometimes again, here as an agency, if I see an ad that is doing spectacularly well and actually, you know, bringing in conversions and money, but it also has a lot of negative ads. Um, sometimes, you know, if there's 20, 30 negative ads, instead of hiding them, I'll just go ahead and turn that ad off and then actually just make a copy of it and, and turn it back on again. Um, so there, there's ways to work with this stuff. Um, but again, for most of the association campaigns invariably the ads that get your most comments are also the ones that are usually going to get you your most conversions too. So, 
Um, and one or two you know, comments yeah. are, are not necessarily representative of how all your members feel. I mean, that's, that's something that goes without saying. But I think sometimes, you, you know, we all overreact to one negative comment. It's, it's definitely not representative of the way people are feeling. People will throw a negative comment in from time to time, probably easier than they would to give you, you know, some praise. So don't, don't overreact yeah. to that is what you're saying. I agree. And I call that the, the Yelp phenomenon. You yes. know, uh, some people just live to complain about restaurants, whereas 90% of the population may be like you and love your Mexican restaurant down the street. They just oh, yeah. don't take the time to say it. Whereas, you know, one person gets bad service and then they're going to blast them. Um, so, again, that is something to, to keep in mind. Um, but I also certainly understand um, from your, you know, the social media person's perspective that they don't want that stuff out there. So sure. there has to be there has to be a coordinated effort to make sure that someone's going in there every day or two and just taking a look at the comments Um from the pay perspective, you know, that that's pretty easy to do. Um, you know, there, there's a way to run reports in Facebook that will tell you how many comments are happening on your paid ads. And then you can go in and take a look. Um, you know, but overall, you know, I can honestly say there's not a big slowdown in activity. You know, right. people are still clicking on ads. If anything, they might even be clicking on them more um, because they are working at home. Um, you know, and he, and again, I was having another conversation with our our geofencing vendor, um, who also has a lot of inventory uh, available right now. But again, he also reiterated to me that the engagement is much higher um, because people are using their devices more. Um, and again, if, if you're not familiar with geofencing, um, you know, geofencing is uh, at the end of the day, like, I always use my Orlando City example. If I go to an Orlando City game, if, if you're not a soccer fan, they, they play soccer. Not very well these days, but they do play soccer. <laughs> um, you, you can kind of draw what's known as a geofence around the Orlando City Stadium. And during, you know, I would do it from probably, you know, three to 10 that day when people are outside tailgating during the actual game themselves. And you kind of target those people that are at the stadium. So, uh, you know, 15,000, 20,000 people will be at the Orlando City game. So you then have a stationary audience of fifteen to 20,000 people that you could show ads when they're playing with their mobile devices. Geofencing works off of location services on mobile devices. Um, for example, if you're, if you're Adidas or you're someone that sells soccer stuff, it makes a lot of sense to run a geofencing campaign around the Orlando City Stadium when we're there and, you know, probably crying. But for associations, <laughs> you know, we use geofencing quite a bit. Um, for we, we, if, if you have a conference, we'll target other conferences that are like-minded. That's obviously kind of taking a back seat right now because there's not a lot of conferences happening um, which is probably why they have a lot of inventory available. But, you know, the, the more of our reps I talk to, it is the same message. There's a lot of inventory out there and it's cheap. So if you go out there, you know, and you, you can still run ads to, you know, ask people to join. Um, you just may want to soften your messaging a bit. You know, it's, there's a great uh, quote that I love by Warren Buffett that says, be fearful when others are greedy. 
and greedy when others are fearful. He's, of course, talking about investing and buying stocks as others are retreating out of the market. But marketers can gain an advantage by doing the same thing. That's essentially what you're saying, right? There's inventory out there. It's inexpensive. You can gain an advantage now by doing paid digital advertising because a lot of your competitors might be on pause. Right. You know, and and if you've ever thought about doing a certain kind of test, um, you know, I I know it may seem kind of counterintuitive because, you know, the economy's down and this and that, but now is probably one of the cheapest times to run some testing and, and get some results because you don't have a lot of competition for the audience that you're targeting. Um, so it's actually a good time to do some cheap testing. And when you throw on top the fact that people are at home on their computers and also using mobile devices, again, depending on your industry, um, it all just comes to, comes together as it, it's a pretty cost-effective time to take a look at digital if you're not. So, Todd, what's the best way for somebody to plan for the next month or two, plan to do a test or plan to kind of re-engage in the market and, and stay visible out there? What's the best way to plan, you know, for the next month, the next three months? Yeah, I, you know, I, I've had that come up quite a bit because, you know, obviously association marketers are in a state of flux right now. Um, nobody really knows what, what markets are doing. Um, you know, obviously um, almost everybody is canceling some sort of conference. So it's, it's a big revenue hit. Um, when you're looking at the books, particularly if your fiscal year closes here at the end of June or July, like I know a lot of the associations do. Um, but you know, I, I was on a call Tuesday morning with one of MGI's clients and they said, you know, I really don't know if I should turn my renewal campaign back on right now, what it, what is everybody else doing? You know, and my answer to that was, and it's hundred percent truthful, um, turn it back on because everybody right now that MGI is working with is running renewal programs and running reinstatement programs. Uh, you know, as an agency, I've not seen an impact when it comes to renewals and reinstates. I think most people that are members of an association hopefully see the value in the association right now um whether it be you know they have an online community and they can go talk to like-minded people or if it's an association you joined because you wanted to get certified um if your particular industry has had a downturn and you're waiting for it to come back um you know being certified you know almost always puts you at the top of the list you know one of my clients just launched uh, an excellent video um, in their acquisition campaign that were testimonials from people that have been certified, moved higher up in the organization, and told stories about how because of that particular certification, uh, the hiring manager told them they had a stack of 90 resumes and picked out 10 of people that had that certification. And that's where they got the interviews from. And that's how that particular person got his job. And and that's a, a video testimonial ad we're running right now in a paid acquisition campaign in Facebook. And it's great. Um, but yeah, re- and again, somehow, some way you've got to keep the revenue coming in. Um, and renewals and reinstates should be, by all rights, one of the easiest programs to keep going and keep getting a return on. 
um, even though it's not digital. Uh, again, I was on a call yesterday with our client and they were talking about how telemarketing for renewals right now is doing very well for them. Absolutely. We're seeing they, across, across the board that success. Yes. They had to change the messaging, of course, um, you know, and for that particular client, you know, it was, it was almost like a wellness check-in as they were kind of calling that telemarketing call. Right. They wanted to make sure their members were okay. You know, are there, are there any extra resources you need from our association right now? Um, you know, and we, we know your renewal is coming up soon. You know, are you going to be okay? Do you need any assistance? Do you need some extra time? And the people were, are renewing. Um, and again, while it is a much softer sell, you know, it's not like they were making it up. You know, they would make resources available because they want to keep the members in, in good standing for that particular association. So, you know, I would say definitely renewals and reinstatements stay the course online. Um, you know, if you're not running those programs online, certainly consider it. Um, they're at least from, you know, my side of the fence, they're fairly easy campaigns to run. You know, you, you, we run them in Facebook all the time. They're very effective. Um, you know, if, if you haven't already made a big focus on engagement campaigns, um, now is the time, um, particularly webinars. Um, I have seen a fairly decent pivot with some of our clients <clears throat> that maybe did pause their straight up acquisition campaigns for prospects um, and focus on engagement. You know, um, now more than other people are probably going to watch webinars if you're talking about either a particular industry, what they need to know, what the changes are ahead, you know, particularly if it's an industry where people aren't working from home and they're still out in the public, um, walking around doing their, their normal jobs, bless their hearts. Um, you know, the webinars are talking about how to stay safe, what to do, what you should tell your boss, what you should tell their supervisor you need. Um, so you can stay healthy. Um, so, you know, take a look at those webinars and, you know, I always like to say, you know, send out an email. Yes. About your webinars. Um, but also consider running some paid ads, uh, for your webinar too. It, you can go prospect hunting for that for sure. Um, but you can also use the same list that you're sending emails to because, you know, let's say your emails got opened by, let's be charitable and say 10 to 15% you're still missing a large portion of that file. Sure. Um, so it doesn't hurt you in the slightest to put some money at running some ads to those same people to drive them to the webinar. And I have some campaigns right now um, that are doing that very same thing where I kid you not, the cost per click is seven cents wow. because the, it's like just throw in a, a a shiny lure in the water when there's a school of fish swimming by um, they'll hit it because it, it, it's relevant to those people. Those people are already engaged in your association and now you're putting out a webinar that can kind of help them steer the course. And again, with the lack of competitive bidding and inventory right now, again, I just ran that report seven cents cost per click. And that particular campaign is driving thousands of clicks a day because the cost per click is so low. Um, so engagement, I think right now is imperative um, for digital campaigns. And, you know, one other thing, just as an aside, when you're planning, um, always be focused on tracking your results. You know, here at MGI, we really harp on that. 
We're obsessive um, about it. Absolutely. Yes, we are. You know, and again, as I'm a certified direct marketer. Um, you know, I live to track results. And, you know, one of my staff members down here does spends a lot of time writing custom conversion codes to make sure that we can track the the end results we're looking for. Whether it is a, <clears throat> excuse me, a webinar sign up, whether it is a membership purchase, um, whether it's a conference purchase, so we can differentiate those things. And that is important. Um you know, and, and we're big believers in Google Tag Manager, and I can't stress this enough. If you don't have Google Tag Manager in your website, please consider it. Um, it will make your life a lot easier when it comes to, like, Google Analytics, um, you know, the, the cleanliness of the data that gets pumped into data analytics. You get more standardization in what your pixels are reporting. But um, I'll give you an example why this is important. For one of our clients that we're running an extremely successful webinar campaign for them, because I have the ability to track all of those different events for them, um, you know, I can track, you know, membership purchases um, and all kinds of things. I can actually see that this webinar campaign is generating members for them. Even though that's not the point of the campaign, because we have all that tracking in place, you know, I can see that that particular webinar campaign is bringing in members at like a $60 cost per acquisition because they're coming in, they're getting engaged with the webinar, they're getting the messaging they're looking for, it's giving them valuable information, and then, you know, without even asking them to join, they're joining. So, you know, it, it is important to, to try and work on making sure that you're tracking the right results. Obviously for a webinar campaign, you want to be able to track the people that sign up. So that way you can figure out what your cost per acquisition is to get somebody to attend the webinar. But if you have all those other events in place, like I said, you can actually get a, a, a different look at ROI on those campaigns as well. So, um, you know, it, it's always a good time to, to step back and say, you know, what can we track and, and what can we not track? Um, you know, one other thing in terms of planning, um, you know, take a look holistically at, at, at what you're doing right now digitally. You know, I mentioned before um, retargeting campaigns, I think right now are a given, you know, and also to stick with that webinar example, you know, you're draw, okay, you, you've got some ads up on Facebook or LinkedIn or wherever you're choosing to run them people are coming to your website and signing up for your webinar, you're, you're building that retargeting list, hopefully by leaps and bounds of, of website visitors. You know, that example I gave of thousands of clickers at seven cents, they're all coming into the website. So your retargeting list is building. It's um, a powerful so, list, powerful asset. Yeah. So right now I would have a soft sell to join your membership you know, because even though you didn't initially reach out to those people about saying, hey, join, they all came in for the webinar. They all are hopefully really excited about your association. So that way, when they leave your website, you know, hopefully you do have some retargeting campaigns running, again, with a soft sell of membership. Um, I'm seeing that work very effectively right now. So again, always kind of look at the moving parts. Um, and even though maybe you're not intending to build a list for a membership basket, it, it is building. So that, yes. that's something to keep in mind. 
Well, that's great. Well, Todd, we're just about out of time. I guess the bottom line on all of this is, you know, the time is now. There's a great opportunity. If you haven't done this before, this is a really inexpensive, low-risk opportunity to to jump into paid digital. Would you agree? Absolutely. You know, and, you know, we tell people all the time, for any sort of digital campaign within within 10 to 14 days, you're, you're going to know if it's working or not, as long as you have your conversion tracking set up properly. And, you know, I'm not going to lie to you and sit here and tell you all the campaigns that MGI runs are winners. Um, but it's because you've got to test. And more importantly, you've got to learn what doesn't work so you don't do it again or tweak it until you can get it to work. Right. Um, you know, there's a lot of camp clients where they come in and, and again, they'll say, let's run some reinstatement or some renewal for some bizarre reason. It just doesn't work. Even though we're driving lots of people to the website, you know, either the message isn't strong enough or the join process wasn't smooth enough or, or something where after two or three weeks, we said, you know, that's not working. Let's, let's run a retargeting campaign and, and see what happens. And then boom, we're off to the races. So, you know, again, it, it, it's direct marketing 101, just in an online world. You've got to test, you've got to optimize, you've got to make changes and figure out what works. And like I said, these are absolutely turbulent times. I, I get it, you know? Um, and that's why it's, it's important to keep testing, um, especially now because things are so cheap and people are, are online. It's, it's just a fact. They're engaged, they're, they're using their computers and they're using their devices probably more so than at any point in the last 12 months. Well, that's great. Well, Todd, thank you very much for your time today. And just in closing, uh, we both want to wish you and your teams and your families uh, good health and safety. And we look forward to talking to you the next time on 15 Minutes to Impact. Absolutely. Thank you, John. Thank you. Thank you.